I believe a cabal of secret societies has controlled the world for over 200 years. And we get to be alive at the time to see it fall. I believe that Satan incited the Jews to scream, crucify him, crucify him. And it totally backfired when Jesus said, forgive them, as they do not know what they do. I believe that the deep state or shadow government is trying to destroy America and that soon those involved are going to be completely exposed as America unites to destroy the deep state. I believe that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. I believe that the worldwide news media simply repeats 4 a.m. talking points produced by this criminal cabal and that it will soon be exposed for the entire world to see. I believe that all the world religions tell you that to get to heaven you have to earn your way to heaven with your works. But only Christianity teaches that it's by faith alone. And for me to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. And for you to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% you. I believe that George Soros is funding violent socialist groups to destroy America. And it will totally backfire. As America wakes up, unites, and takes their country back. I believe that Satan wants you to live in fear. So he can feed off your fear that God has raised up an army of them, his remnant, his red-pilled Christian patriots that will help defeat Satan and the New World Order because of our faith. I believe that the patriots have legally established over 150,000 sealed indictments that will soon be unsealed. And finally, we'll see justice established with military tribunals. I believe that Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan and that his victory allows all of your past, present, and future sins to be forgiven so that you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that Obama and Hillary were exercising a 16-year plan to destroy America. And the Lord God Almighty saved us by allowing Hillary to be defeated by an anointed Donald J. Trump. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two, teach.com. God bless you. And I hope you'll join me and all the Blessed to Teach patriots. And let's see what God is doing today. All right, here we are on 
Friday night Word and Worship. I'm so excited. Uh, Gus is in the house. We are going to be talking about uh, walking on water. And I just wanted to invite you guys as we just spend this time worshiping the Lord. Again, when we're studying the Word of God, um, having your heart right is obviously very important. And that's what this music allows us to do. That's why we call it Word and Worship. We're going to be worshiping the Lord a little bit as we dig into it. Um, so we're excited about that. By the way, you can do backstage now for free. I'm really excited about that because we went to a full ministry model. I think you know we have a free show, this, uh, which is this, plus on Monday through Thursday with news, right? And then we have a free um, show notes where every link you can find, uh, we'll, get, we'll send to you, get that out, blessedteach.com. And then you, now we have free backstage as well. It used to be $17.76 a month, and a lot of people are still doing that in a pay-forward model. Thank you for still doing that. But uh, we want everybody to be here, so it's absolutely free. You just go to blessedtoteach.com, blessed with the number two teach.com, and then you can be backstage with us, and we'll do a Q&A after we go through the teaching. So we can uh, probably go through a little over an hour of teaching, and then we'll open it up to the backstage. You can be part of that team. You can also be the team that's doing Q&A to the great patriots on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. You can be part of the Searchy platform. You can be with us when we do PCR, Project Children Rescue. There's so much to this ministry. I think you really love it. Both praise and prayer Monday, Thursday, and word and worship on Friday and Sunday mornings. So here we are. So I'm going to bring in Gus. Gus, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, Rick. How's everybody? Awesome. Awesome. We really appreciate you. So maybe you could open us up in a quick prayer and tell us a little bit about what we're going to be uh, talking about tonight. Sure, sure. Let me start out with the prayer first. Abba, Father, we pray to you tonight. We pray, Lord, that you lead souls, Lord, because no man comes to the word except you draw them to the word, Lord. We pray that you draw them in tonight, Lord. Yes. Draw them into this, this space, Lord, and let, let people see Jesus Christ in yes. your spirit through Rick and myself and get us out of the way, Lord. Speak through us, Lord. I pray, Lord, that we repent of anything that we've done wrong, Lord. Let our vessels be clean and pure that you would be be, yes. be glad to flow through us to the masses, to your, your people out there, Lord. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Jesus. And uh, so we're going to be reading about Jesus walking on the water tonight. And it's not because the water was frozen. It's not because he knew where the rocks were. It's because he defied physics and walked on water. You know, the word of God from the beginning that was with God and was God and all things were created by him, including the water. He can walk on water. He can do whatever he wants, right, folks? So that's what we'll be studying tonight. So I hope you find it entertaining and also edifying. Yeah, it's uh, sovereignty of the Lord. It shows. I just love it, Gus. And so we're going to we're going to start by just worshiping and getting our hearts right. And so what a better song to do that than with "Open the Eyes of Our Heart, Lord." Would you mind reading these, Gus? <laughs> I sure will. Let me get my glasses. <laughs> I dropped them. Mm -hmm. Yes, we've got here, open the eyes of my heart, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. That's Ephesians 1.18a, praise God. Second verse we're gonna highlight in this song is, to see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. For thus says the one who is high and lifted up, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, Isaiah 57, 15a. 
and he, Jesus, was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his garments became as white as a light. That's Ooh. Matthew 7, verse 2. And the third verse we want to highlight in this fantastic song here is pour out your power and love. Mm -hmm. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might. That's Ephesians 1 19. Mm -hmm. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. And that's 1 John 4 and 8. And the last verse we want to highlight here for tonight for this song is as we sing holy 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 is the lord of hosts the whole earth is full of his glory isaiah 6 verse 3 oh, yeah. holy 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 is the lord god almighty who was and is and is to come revelations 4 verse 8b all right let's get our hearts right now before we study the word, dive into the word, walking on water, we're going to open the eyes of our heart. We want to see things for the way they really are. Open our eyes. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see. I want to see. Lift it up. Let me hear you.
start to the night with that we're going to get into so, so, to, so actually digging into this word now so uh, Gus you want to go through this first part about John um, here we are on 616 Jesus walks on water John 616 when evening came his disciples went down to the sea and got into a boat and started across the sea of Capernaum it was now dark and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat, and they were frightened. But he said to them, It is I, do not be afraid. Then they were glad to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. Woo. Okay. Got a little bit. Isn't that interesting? Um, and so it is I, right? Uh, just uh, obviously coming all the way back down to where the I am that we hear when he, I am the bread of life that we're going to be getting into next is a, is a huge statement, Gus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Goes all the way back mm-hmm. to Exodus 3.14, right? Anything about that? Oh, yeah. Um well, the first thing I got out of this mm-hmm. was that uh, Jesus wasn't with them. 
they got into the boat and they didn't have Jesus with them. They started across the sea and it was dark. Most of the bad things that happened to John, mm-hmm. the dark or bad things, sinister things or things of that nature. I think there's a common thread or theme that it happens at night and the good things come by day, but so it's dark. Jesus is not there. The sea gets a little rough, so they had a little storm and we all go through storms in life, right? And when we go through those storms, it's important that we keep our minds stayed on Jesus so that we don't fall into fear because it's the enemy's storm. He's trying to bring the storm to bring fear on us. Yeah. But as soon as they focus on Jesus, they were calmed down. They let him into the boat and everything was good. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. This is kind of an abbreviated story when you compare it to the other Gospels. We'll get into that in a second as well. To get the full yeah. the full uh, breadth of this, and we'll dig into after we sing a few more songs, get into the chosen's um, actual depiction of this scene, which is was not easy for them to do. It's probably the most difficult scene they've ever done. It was actually the final scene of season three, so I wanted to give you guys a warning if you haven't seen the last episode. I think it's um, episode eight of season three, and you don't want to have a spoiler alert. Um, I'll give you the, when we play that, you're probably not going to want to watch it. <laughs> but if you're okay with just seeing this scene, but it's the final scene of the fi- you know, of the last season they've done, season three. So what else, what else do you see out of this, uh, Gus? What else do you get? I think that's brilliant. Uh, basically just backing it by a couple scriptures. you got 2 Timothy 1.7, of course, says God doesn't give us the spirit of fear and love and power and sound mind mm-hmm. or uh, self-control. Uh, also, John, First John four eight, mm-hmm. God is love, mm-hmm. and perfect love casts out fear. So, uh, we just know that those who keep their minds stayed on Him, on the Word of God, we stay out of fear, and we're no doubt going to be number one. We should always have Jesus in our boat, <laughs> and number two, when we go through storms of life. We just just keep our eyes focused on him, and we'll we'll bear it, you know. Yeah, I love it. I love it, and it, and that's why I really wanted to kind of focus a little bit on this of of the different versions. You know, I'm a big person that always talks about the reliability of the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing that people actually tear apart and try to tear apart is try to compare what they call the synoptic gospels, which is Matthew, Mark, and Luke, right? And then sometimes there's a, 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 a John did it in a different way, right? He wrote his book so that you would believe so that people would believe that he's the son of god right and um so it's not as synoptic so they think that the three sources of matthew mark and luke were uh, one source um that that they or one of them was a source where uh, their two came out of because they're so close and they have this almost all the same stories well uh, well and they did in chronological order where john didn't but i i look at it uh, and if you look talk to any lawyer who's had multiple eyewitnesses you'll get a different version a little slightly from three different people and it pulls the whole picture together when you when you interview them all right especially cross-examine get rid of the liar to to people they're telling the truth and and you and you pull together this beautiful story that's more full than what one person perceived or remembered and that's what i believe we have and here we have on this story we have it in three of the gospels it's uh, it's uh matthew Mark and John. Luke didn't have this story. So uh, it's interesting. 
And so we can see this as a kind of an abbreviated, it doesn't talk about Peter come out in the boat, for instance, right? Um, the, the quote here, it is I, do not be afraid. He actually said something before that. And well, how do we know that? Because we had two more witnesses writing about this. And let's enjoy that, not pick it apart, right? So uh, I'm gonna go to the, these other two versions. I have the King James versions up here as well if you wanna ever, if you wanna talk about that at all, uh, Gus. But I was gonna bring up Matthew 14, 22 to 33. And maybe Gus, would you, would you mind just reading this version of it? It's a little bit more in depth. Sure. Starting there with verse 22. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he was dismissed, while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there all alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is the ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. All right, and keep on going because this this is expanded part of the story. And this is a little extension here. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. I like how Jesus just, he don't make a long story out of it. He just, <laughs> come. <laughs> when, it, when, the, when the king of the universe says, come, guess what? You come. <laughs> so Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, took his mind, his eyes off of Jesus, right? He was afraid. And he, be, he was beginning to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Right. So if you just look at everything I just highlighted, these are new facts we get, um, expanded so if you look at John, it's kind of a little bit of abbreviated version, right? Um, it doesn't mm -hmm. say about the fourth hour of the night. So they literally could have been fighting the storm for eight or nine hours, which would normally take them a few hours because of the winds coming against them, right? So they could have been kind of panicked during this time. Um, but we, did, we find out more details in the Mark version, right? Where we see that we know it was a fourth watch of the night between 3 and 6 a.m. So they were probably trying to be, get there before, you know, 2 a.m. or something as, as they started. And, and, it, and obviously they ran into big problems. We also see, he says, take heart before it is I. Do not be afraid, right? So again, you'll often have that. People remember different parts of conversations, right? Or uh, John's being more to the point. So we know that he said, take heart beforehand. And then we are also all about Peter. You know, obviously John was focusing more on Jesus. I want you to believe about Jesus. That's why John has summarized stuff and you'll see some of this, some of the details are taken out in certain areas and not in chronological order. That should give us more confidence in this reliability of the Bible. That's my main point that I wanted to really get across. And if we go back to this version too, this is Mark 6.45. I'll, I'll read this because I've had you read a lot, Gus. I appreciate you. 
Immediately, <laughs> it says, Jesus walked in water. Immediately, he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. You can see completely consistent. And after he had taken leave of them, he went to the mountain to pray. That's in all the versions, right? And then when evening came, the boat was out to sea and he was alone on the land. So it was a little more detail about what Jesus was doing, you know. And he saw that they were making headway painfully. So even though this is probably a long ways away, he's the God of the universe, right? I'm sure God allowed him to see that they are having a big problem. Because this is, this is probably a four to five mile row and they're stuck at probably mile three or four. Um, and so Jesus saw this for the wind was against them. So that's another thing. This, these, this is more details right here. Right, that we that we get that we didn't get in either of the other two accounts that he saw them making headway painfully for the wind was against them. It makes sense why it was the, the fourth watch of the night. Now we see, and after the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. He meant to pass them by. Now that's new, too, right there. Um, and so this brings you to a lot of scripture, right? When you're seeing about God passing by Moses. Um, when he actually went through the birds and and it was oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I see that too Rick. yeah it's good and uh, and so he was going to show his divinity obviously just saying uh, it is I or I is really similar to I am who I am from Exodus three fourteen which is God saying I am God and this is God in flesh this is the Son of God as flesh coming to us. Right? That's why we say Emmanuel, God is with us when Jesus was here. We sing about Emmanuel because he was with us. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost. That's in two of the three accounts, I think, and cried out. For they saw him and were terrified. So that's interesting. I was going to go check real quick to see if, if it talked about the ghost. Uh, yeah, it is a ghost here. Let's see if John said that. Um, Rod, she didn't say anything about the ghost here. So this, you can see John's focused on Jesus way more while they're focused on the full story and disciples. You'll see that in Mark and in, I mean, sorry, Matthew and in Mark. And so for they saw, all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. So here's two witnesses saying that, yeah, he said, take heart, right? God, John just being more succinct. So this is the beautiful thing. You talk to any lawyer pulling together a story from different eyewitnesses, you'll see this happens all the time to get to the full truth. So that's why God gave us all four gospels. He wants us to get the full truth of what happened and what he really wants to get across at different times. And some people will read the book of um, Matthew and Mark, by the way, it's, uh, that, that, that get, that's what one, one is, is more toward the Jewish people and Mark's more toward the Gentile people. Luke was more toward significantly showing uh, a logical facts to a logical person, right? And he had a lot more detail in there about who was governor. And, and it's been an archeological genius, the book of Luke. And then you have John writing, so you will believe. So enjoy these four gospels, study all four of them because they have different types of beautiful colors that come together to make a beautiful painting for us of who Jesus was. And he got in the boat with them and the wind seized and they were utterly astounded, for they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. Now this is this is interesting too. We talked about them um, in this version right here. 
and this probably both happened, right? People to hear different things and you're emphasizing different things. It said, we see and right here that says, truly you are the son of God, is what we learned from, from uh, Matthew here. Truly you are the son of God. You can imagine there's multiple people talking or just amazed and talking. You're the, truly you are the son of God. And then uh, 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 here, and they were, they were utterly astounded why they were saying that, right? And they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. So the, basically, he's trying to show, I am God. It is I. I am who I am. And he basically says, I'm going to pass by you. I'm walking on the freaking water. <laughs> Sorry for <laughs> It's like, <laughs> I'm divine. I'm, I'm the Messiah, right? And uh, still, we know that they just fully didn't get it at this time. And that we wouldn't have that account if we didn't have Mark's account. So... Any thoughts on any of that, uh, Gus? Uh, well, the first thing I thought when he said he meant to pass them by, I wonder if Jesus was just going to pull a funny on them and sneak on by and get there first. <laughs> say, where you guys been? <laughs> but they caught him. They saw him, you know. Uh, and again, going back to the storms of life, it's like even, even when you got the word right in front of you, you don't see it if you're in fear. Mm-hmm. But then when he steps out and you, you get the revelation, realize it's Jesus, then the fear goes away, you know? Um, and I would just say, just take any three of us or four of us right here and have an experience. Like go off on a Saturday on a barbecue or something to have that happening, something happening and have all four people describe what happened in every, every single one of them, none of them are going to be exactly alike. They're all going to be distinct. People are going to see different highlights and, and whatnot. And it just, like you said, it makes it more colorful. It makes it more meaningful. Yes. So. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I love that. I love that. And that's why we're going to just continue to worship here a little bit. Uh, this, this Jesus that died on the cross for us, right? And you know, there is another thing I thought okay, of, Rick, was that, you know, in the Red Sea, they parted it. The Jordan, they parted. Jesus didn't part the water. Maybe because they were in the boat, he didn't want to mess them up. But he walked on top of it. You know. Yeah, it's interesting. He did. A, he did a new thing. Right, <laughs> on top of the water. We get to see God doing new things. I think He's going to be doing a lot of new things here in the Great Exodus and the Great Harvest as well, as yeah. we see new miracles, new things that we haven't even thought of. So let's dig into now at the cross. Um, this is. You know, focused on Jesus here. I said the the the, the first verse we emphasize in this this uh, song is at the cross. I surrender my life. Where your love ran red and my sin washed white. I owe all to Jesus. This Jesus that walks on water that we just talked about. Ephesians one seven says, "In Him we have redemption through His blood." Thank goodness, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of His grace. Thank you, Lord. You look at the second uh, thing we emphasize in this song. It says, a place where mercy reigns never dies. Streams of grace flow deep and wide. And the love I've ever found. Hebrews 4.16 says, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. That's Hebrews 4.16. Third thing I want, we wanted to emphasize in this song was where sin and shame are powerless, where my heart has peace with God and forgiveness. Isn't that beautiful? Colossians 2.15 talks about just that. Because he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame versus us. Isn't that beautiful? By, tri, 
by triumphing over them in Him. We need to be in Christ. We need to worship Amen. this Christ. So let's worship Him right now at the cross. Amen. There's a place where mercy reigns and never dies. There's a place where streams of grace flow deep and wide. Where all the
do one more song before we get back to this. Uh, Gus, uh, do you mind reading this one? Sure, don't mind reading this one. I'd love to. Mighty to save. My God is mighty to save. The Lord your God is in the midst, in your midst. A mighty one who will save. That's Zephaniah 317a. The second verse going to highlight is he rose and conquered the grave. Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the 12 and then appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still were still alive at the time that that was recorded. That's 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 6. And the third verse and final we're going to highlight here is shine your light and let the whole world see. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. And I got a comment in front of that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> let your light shine before others. That's Matthew 5, 14 and 16. Awesome. Praise God. So this is the Jesus that walks on water. The Jesus that is the creator of the universe. The Jesus that actually is sovereign over everything so he can calm the storm um, wow this is what we're going to really dig into now um, in scripture so open your heart eyes to your heart the first song we sang and we sang at the cross now we're going to just worship him for being mighty to save amen Never been let mercy fall on me. But everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of the Savior, the hope of Heroes and conquerors 
your God's in the midst, the mighty one who you're saved. talk a little bit Praise more about God. the scripture and that yeah and that isn't that just awesome I just love those songs and uh, Gus before I, we played the video clip I thought we might talk a little bit more or anything else that uh, you, that you wanted to emphasize on Jesus walking on the water uh, let's see this is probably the most comprehensive one that I'll talk about a little bit to give context to the chosen clip but uh, anything else you wanted to say uh, I thought I had something earlier that hit me. Yeah, so, we... so, so, so I'll, I'll kind of set the context of this, and if, if it comes to you, just interrupt. So what's kind of cool, this is, this is Jesus walking on the water, the most comprehensive version in Matthew, right? And he's writing to the Jewish people. So he's talking about the fourth night here. He's talking about take hearts, a little bit more information, and the whole story about Peter. Right, and the fact that they said, truly you're the son of God. This is the only time in the book of Matthew they use that full title of the son of God. 
right? And so mm -hmm. this is an important thing to understand. I am who I am, right? That, that this is the God and flesh that came. Jesus is divine, his divinity. He has sovereignty over everything. But when Peter comes out, he says, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And the context of this chosen because they build the character so much, there's a huge overlaying story that goes back three or four episodes, right? Where Eden, his wife, literally has a miscarriage, right? And, uh, and he's mad at Jesus. And he's mad because he fed the 5,000 and most of those were Gentiles in the Decapolis. And so, so he's frustrated with Jesus, but he has massive faith. Um, uh, because he knows Jesus can do anything he wants. And he knew when they were feeding the 5,000, if you remember from last week when we reviewed that, um, he knew Jesus would feed them. He would, or, or do whatever he wanted to do to solve the problem, right? Because he had so much faith in Jesus. But in, the, in this series, not in the Bible, but in the, in the way they amplify it, it's almost like you can almost think of Chosen as the Amplified Bible. They're adding things to add color to it and give color to the... Um, Peter is angry with Jesus because he, his, he, he didn't take care of, uh, you know, that he, that, that he was hurting and, and, uh, and Eden was hurting and their marriage was falling apart. But, uh, and, that's, and so you'll see that. I just want to make sure you have that context before you go in. But anything else, uh, Gus, before we go into the chosen clip? No, nothing I can think of at this point. Let's watch this clip and I'll see if the Holy Spirit puts anything in my heart. Right. And, uh, and obviously keeping the, uh, you, you've already mentioned several times, fear comes into us. So he had so much faith, but then fear hits him, right? And uh, that's why Jesus says, oh, you have little faith. Why do you doubt? And there's going to be a little more verbiage. You'll see he, they add more than even what's in these three, um, these three accounts. Um, because they're, again, they're making a movie. They're amplifying it. So let's enjoy that and not criticize it. That's what, that's what my opinion is on this. Cause I think they've done. I will say job. where the one, uh, addition there, I forget which one it was, Mark, Luke, John, but not John, but the one that said that they, about the bread, they didn't understand about the feeding. Right. John goes into that where Jesus tells them, we'll see if we get to that, might be next week. Yes. But as Jesus goes into it, he says, you're here because you're, they're basically here for the food. He says, don't, yeah. don't struggle and fight for the food that the parishes, but for the food that's everlasting. So yeah, he went on to explain that to him and, and, and uh, kind of build that out a little bit more. So it's probably a reference to that if we were to continue reading on. Yeah. They're probably leading into that. Yeah, and you see, so and it, most people, and then Chosen did a beautiful job of this, showing that they fed the 5,000 and boom, this happened with the boat going across and Jesus walking on water right back to back chronologically, right? So let's watch the Chosen. This is, yes. a, again, a six and a half minute clip. And I'm just going to play the whole thing in full screen. Um, I think you guys will enjoy it. Let's uh, get this ready here and play it. As I go full screen, everyone get into the boat and row back across to Capernaum. What about you? <sighs> it's been a long three days. I need some time alone to pray. But there are storm clouds in the horizon. Let me stay with you, Rabbi. I'll keep watch. Be fine. All of you go. Hurry. Follow Simon. You all did so well today. Shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom. shalom.
Brother, we're not getting anywhere. The winds are too strong. We should turn back. We can get there. Just keep rowing. Simon, it's the fourth watch of the night and we've been stuck in the same place for hours. Help James. Save you, okay? Help him up. Help him. We can't take much more water. We'll founder. Better off wet and cold on land and drowned and dead out here.
let me go. I got you. Please. Oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? Don't let me go. I have much planned for you, Simon. Including hard things. Just keep your eyes on me. I promise. Pretty awesome, is it not? And uh, still worth watching the movie for sure because they cut scenes out that were in between that of his of his wife Eden and stuff. So, hopefully that wasn't too big of a spoiler, but just kind of shows uh, how beautiful um, of, of Chosen did there. Any thoughts on that clip, uh, Gus? Well, one of the things that was highlighted was that. Uh, when Jesus sent him off in the boat, he knew right then that he's going to be walking on the water out to them later, and that whole episode was going to take place. Mm -hmm. Perhaps the whole episode was to show them, like you were saying earlier, Rick, that I'm walking on the water now. They didn't believe the loaves. They, they didn't understand the loaves and fish. They ate it all and everything, but didn't see it as a miracle. They were had their focus on the physical, on sight, on eating. But they didn't think about, well, how in the world did he feed 5,000 people with, what was it, uh, five barley loaves and two fish? Yes. <laughs> and they had 12 baskets left over? Yeah, so one that's pretty, when he fill, those five barley loaves and two fish wouldn't have even filled up an eighth of a one basket, and they end up having feeding 5,000 people and having 12 baskets left over. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we talked about that last week. It was a beautiful, beautiful item and um, beautiful uh, just to just what they've done there. You notice he mentioned the fourth day, they, they got almost everything in there. The fourth the fourth hour of the night, right? Fourth watch of the night they talked about. We haven't gone anywhere. The winds are coming against us. So they took all three accounts of the gospel to paint that picture for us and then even expand on it more um, to give us a movie a, a theater type view of that. Um, yeah. I just got, I was moved by that, Gus. I don't know about you. It's just like, wow. What, what? Really good. That's you know, there's, well, there's several scenes on on the chosen that just moves you. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Mary Magdalene that'll bring you to tears. Yeah. The, the woman with the issue of blood. Mm -hmm. uh, there's just many that just really move you, mm -hmm. and then some that make you laugh, like the Sons of Thunder. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, that is that is pretty funny when they get to some of that type of stuff. And so this is, and we only covered a few verses of of, of John here, uh, chapter six, and we'll get into the I'm the, the bread of life next, which is perfect time to just think how Jesus does this, and how um, the gospel of John works so well because he just made the bread 
just become massive amounts of food. Now we're going to hear after he walks on water and prove he's divine. So there's two huge things. And I don't know if you noticed, uh, I think it was Thomas who stood up and said, how can this be the second most amazing thing I've seen today? Right? Because <laughs> he was so amazed about the bread and the fish. And uh, just beautiful. And uh, But I do think it's just important if there's one life lesson we can take out of this. It's, it's, it's really this out of Matthew where if, if we need to have faith, guys, and not doubt, if we trust Jesus yeah. fully, give your life to him, and keep your eyes on him in your storms, right? That is a big reason why I believe the, the Holy Spirit had us had this preserved for us in the, in the Gospel of Matthew, so that we could make sure. Go ahead. Too, when you go through storms, doesn't it always seem like it's going on for days, forever? Like it's never going to end. Like it's yeah. never going to get over. When you're, when you got your eyes on the storm, mm -hmm. it's like it's overwhelming. But and I can testify to this because myself, you get concerned about certain things or whatever, and you feel your spirits kind of, you know, diving down. And then you get into the word. You find a word and you focus on that. Like lifts your heart up and you got something to focus and have faith on it and it's like your boat arrives you're there by faith you've already seen the end from the beginning you know so yeah yeah so i did want to show important. there's a painting of jesus reaching to peter um see if i can find that real quick on the images famous painting um there it is and that's where they kind of got the idea of if you saw that scene where where uh, so it's pretty cool you can go to youtube also just type in that and you'll see how they made that and see how much work that was to do that scene but this is kind of one of the main thing and they realize that they the whole theme song if you go listen to chosen had it, it says walk on water throughout it they were thinking about not doing the scene and somebody said a reminder well that's in your theme song <laughs> walk on water it's actually you know it's part of your theme song so really cool what they've done, but more importantly, the Word of God that he, they've given us to show how we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. And with that, we're going to go into another song, then we're going to open it up for questions. So if you have questions, put, get, get them on Facebook or Rumble, or best, better yet, use your free pass to come here, blessedteach.com. Use your free blessedteach.com pass to get into the Zoom, and you can be back here with us and ask us questions verbally or even chat with us here on Zoom. So we just uh, went through Mighty to Save, but I don't think we've done nothing else yet, right? This is where we just talk about, what do you need to focus on? You need to focus at the feet of Jesus. So let's dig into this here a little bit. Um, this is, it says, a uh, beautiful song of just deep worship. So I just put everything away right now. Just listen to the words of this. I just want you, nothing else, Jesus. Nothing else will do. 1 John 4 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Gus, you were talking about that earlier. We love him because he first loved us. Then Jesus said, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Matthew 6, 24. Second verse of this love here, it says, I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. Reminds me of Martha, uh, I mean, one of the women wiping with the perfume the feet of Jesus, right? But a couple other verses are Deuteronomy 33. All his saints are in your hand. They sit down at your feet. 
in the New Testament, rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. That's what this is all about. Third verse this digs into is, Jesus, you don't owe me anything. I just want you. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength, says Deuteronomy 6.5. Just put everything away for a second. Just worship Him. Worship the Lord God Almighty with this beautiful song about nothing else. Nothing else but Jesus. I'm caught up in your presence I just want to sit here at your feet I'm caught up in this holy moment I never want to leave Oh for blessings Jesus you don't owe me anything more than anything that you can do I just want you I'm sorry when I've just gone through the motions, I'm sorry When I just sang another song Take me back to where we started I open up my heart to you I'm sorry when I've come with my agenda, I'm sorry When I forgot you're enough Take me back to where we started I open up my heart to you I'm caught up in your prayer Nothing else will do 
coming back to where we started Coming back to where we started When I first felt your love You're all that matters, Jesus You're all that matters Coming back to what really matters Just your heart just want to bless your heart, Jesus I'm caught up in your presence I just want to sit here at your feet I'm caught up in this whole moment Never want to leave And oh, I'm not here for blessing Jesus, you don't owe me anything And more than anything Love that song. So Gus, if maybe you can read this, I wanted to let me know. Well, you're invited to come to Backstage, blessedteach.com slash backstage, blessed the number two teach.com. Go ahead, Gus. Let's continue to worship. I'm coming back to I'm coming back to a heart of worship. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing that I've made it. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. That's Mark 8:34b. Worship the Father in spirit and in truth. It's John chapter 4 verse 23. You search much deeper. You're looking into my heart how things appear. Only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. 1 Samuel 12, 24a. Let your heart therefore be wholly true to the Lord our God. 1 Kings 8, 61. And the third verse we want to highlight here is, King of endless worth, how much you deserve. All I have is yours. The Lord reigns forever, your God, for all generations. Um, is the atoning sacrifice for our sins and also for the sins of our world. Beautiful. Thank you, Gus. You're welcome. Let's worship to the heart of worship. So make sure we get back there. When the music fades, all is stripped away. I simply come Longing just to bring Something that's of worth That will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song 
for a song in itself is not what you have required. You search much deeper within through the way things appear. You're looking into my heart. I'm coming back to the heart of. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. When it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. King of endless worth, no one could express how much you did. Every single breath, I'll bring you more than a song. For a song in itself is not what you have required. You search much deeper within, through the way things appear. You're looking into my heart. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made. When it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. Cause it's all about you. It's all about you. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made. Yes, it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. All about you.
another scripture to add on that one hebrews 4 12 the word of god is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the dividing asunder the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow and it's a discerner of our thoughts and the intents of our heart he's looking at us all the time he knows our thoughts mm-hmm. and he knows our heart another one that came up to me rick was this uh on the lesson the holy spirit dropped this in my spirits james 1 starting with james 1 6 but let him ask in faith with no doubting for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind i thought of peter out there yeah. that doubted and was tossed about on the wave <laughs> right yeah that's a good point i love it holy spirit's good isn't he yes yes and we and we want to open up the questions I've lost my uh, Facebook, so let me go find it. There it is. I, I uh, want to grab that to see if there's any questions on Facebook or on um, Rumble. We have one question on Rumble, Gus. I'll give this to you. It says, do you think Jesus could have been testing the disciples because he wanted to pray first? And it seemed he wanted to, he wanted them to go ahead of him. And with him walking on water, he was showing disciples that he is truly God? Uh, question mark. I mean, the way the video was, was, they were like really frightened to death of who it was. I still don't think they believed it was Jesus. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think Jesus, he knows everything. He knows the beginning and the end. He's, he's doing the work of his father. So this was in the plan. I think when he sent him off, he knew that he was going to send him out there. There'll be a storm, and he'd come walking to him on the sea, just to get their, get him in the right frame of mind, so that they think back on the bread. Because he even mentioned that in the in the clip. I know we have to go back and look at the scripture, but as we'll find next week when we move on in the in you know he's the bread of life, and he talks about how they 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 came the ones that were on the other side of the shore where he did the the uh fed the five thousand it's going to tell us that he looked for him couldn't find him so they hopped in boats and went to the other side and he basically yeah. says you came over here to get some more to eat basically yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? so he was showing the disciples in the same way so he was showing them i, I agree with with that yeah. person there so that's a treasure within uh something uh, pretty cool in within earth or something thank you for that question on rumble so we have Terry. Go ahead, Terry. I don't really have a question. I just um, have more of a comment. And I think, um, you know, some of the songs that we've been listening to tonight, 
ask God to look into our heart. Mm -hmm. And I think um, faith is, it's something that just deepens. And, and I'll give you an example. I've, I've been asking God to search my heart because I want to make sure that I totally surrender to him, right? Mm -hmm. And little things that you would think are just innocuous. Things like, I've always said that if it hadn't been for my grandma and grandpa, I didn't know where I would be in life. And God laid that on my heart. And you know why he laid that on my heart? Because I wasn't giving him credit and I wasn't walking in faith. God gave me my grandma and grandpa. It wasn't my grandma and grandpa that influenced me. It was God. And that's what I think, I, I, that's what I'm getting from, from all of my Bible study, from all that I'm doing is that when you totally open up your heart and you're saying, correct me, search my heart, you find things like that. Things like, I no longer tell my grandson that I'm proud of him. I don't tell my granddaughters, I don't tell anybody I'm proud of him. Because pride is not a characteristic that is something that should be sought after, right? So I tell them, you bring joy to my heart. Mm -hmm. And so God is really convicting me to go deeper and, and look at, and my faith just is, incredible at this time in my life i'm overwhelmed mm -hmm. really honestly good i'm sorry that's awesome terry yeah that's we, beautiful we appreciate you sharing it also reminds me of just the one one thing i got Go from ahead, it was uh, jesus had said i'll meet you on the other side that was testing their faith right there because the storm comes and all of a sudden they're doubting and then Jesus says, see, I'm here. I'm true to my word. Yeah. That's true, That's Dave. That's I got. If they had faith in Jesus and he said, I'll meet you on the other side, they know they're going to see him on the other side and make it through the storm, basically, right? <laughs> they just had faith in his word. It's a good point. That's awesome. I like it. Let me know if there's any other, um, any, any other uh, questions. It looks like I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just have to have to uh, block King Eight Lobez being a, a troll on a beautiful night of uh, of actually worshiping the Lord. But go ahead, um, Linda. One thing I mean, the question I'm trying, I'm trying to tell you that you know, Good Friday or Easter, they're coming out the fourth season on on the children. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think they're still, they haven't they even announced it. I don't think they've even started filming it yet. So that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, they started filming it. They did start filming it? Okay, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, good stuff. Thanks, Linda. Anybody have to ask any no questions problem. about John and the walking on the water? Or what, anything else that, uh, or just what God's working with you on that would be any, any other thoughts? Any other insights somebody may have had or caught that we, we might not have seen? Well, I had maybe one insight. I don't know. Go ahead. Um, but you, we know Jesus is the living water, right? 
Yes. That is why he walked on the water, because he is the living water. <laughs> That's a good point. That's good. Yeah. Very good. And of course, the storm needs to come. The storms need to come in our lives so we will wreck we will know who Jesus is. Amen. Because he's the only one who can calm the storm. Amen. No one else. No other God. No one. That's good. Yeah. That and some good. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it feels like Jesus is passing passes us by. But he's right there with us. Mm-hmm. He's just waiting for us to street to stretch out towards and him. He's hiding around the corner, peeking, watching us. Saying, he right, is right him. around the corner, <laughs> yes. waiting for us. Yeah, and if we fall, his hand reaches us and saves us. <laughs> he is mi- yes. He is mighty to save. Yes. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> any other thoughts? Anybody have any other thoughts or questions or just want to share anything? That's what this time is for. That's why we'd love to have backstage. Um, these are some of the backstage prayer warriors. Last night in praise and prayer, we had like 12 people praying. It was like amazing that wanted to pray. More, We had more prayer warriors praying than, than prayers requests. It was awesome. But uh, any backstagers, any any other thoughts or any of you on uh, Facebook or Rumble, let me know if you have any thoughts. So Rick, today I got to stop and meet a, a young lady named Asia. Uh-huh. And she works in my uh, she works in my sister's storage unit where she has her storage. And she <laughs> So I started talking to her about the Lord and I gave her a bless to teach and told her to check us out. So, awesome. Yeah, I said, yeah, God is doing amazing things with us and he wants to use you too. So hopefully you'll come join us. That's awesome. Hey, thank you for sharing Thanks. that. That is awesome. And hey, for those on Facebook, those of you on Rumble uh, or any other platform now that this goes to, Make sure you share this. Make sure you um, push this out because uh, there's massive censorship going on, especially on Facebook. But they can uh, they can um, not stop it when you share it, right? At least there's gonna there's gonna be some good sharing uh, going on. Um, and uh, I tell you what, tell people about what we're doing with praise and prayer and word and worship and actually being able to do Q and A with these great patriots and even getting prayed over prophetically by Mary Crowley. Just think about how special that night was. Mm-hmm. On um, Tuesday night, I think it was uh, Wednesday night. I think yeah, it was Wednesday night. And, and then this Tuesday, we're gonna have Timothy Dixon on, I believe, and then um, Clay Clark. I think there's one other before Clay Clark. Oh yeah, Wando Savin. It's gonna be all coming on. So we're just so blessed, and we want you to be part of the Blessed Teach family. Get everything free. The show is free. The show notes that we give out of every single link I talk about is free. And now, what used to be seventeen seventy-six a month, and many, many people did that, is now completely free because it's a pay-forward model like The Chosen. So you can just go to blessedteach.com slash backstage, blessed with the number two teach.com, and we'd love to have you back here on these Zooms. And there's way more than just what we do after the shows as well. There's groups that you can find on neighborhood.social. It's kind of our go-to platform for Christian impactors. 
um, we call it the, the Christian Impactor platform at neighborhood.social. So those are the two places you want to go, blessedteach.com and neighborhood.social. That's where we have everything. And I think you, you can get to each, each from each other as well. But uh, any other thoughts or questions? Oh, here's another question from Treasure with her. I had another one, Annette, another one quickly before you go to that question. Uh, Jesus is the the water of life, as Annette said. Mm -hmm. And he was standing on the water of life. He's standing the foundation. Our foundation is the water of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Great. Yeah. Just great. All right. So this 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 one says, did Jesus trust that his disciples believed who he was? I mean, it seemed like he needed to strengthen their faith in him, even though he just fed the people. They must have needed more faith. Thoughts on that, Gus? Yeah, I think I think all the way through his walk with them, even until he died on the cross, a lot of. A lot of people didn't see all the seeds he was dropping along the way until he actually died and said, truly, this was the Son of God. Mm-hmm. Because that's how Jesus works. Like That's how the Word of God works. Amos 3, 7 says, surely God will do nothing without revealing it first through his servants, the prophets. And you think the Old Testament is all really prophecy and foreshadowing of the coming Messiah and everything mm-hmm. they talk about in the New Testament. That's how they connect together. So... Uh, I think Jesus, all the way through his walk with his disciples, he kept planting little seeds, talking his parables, trying to build their faith so that they would have the faith they had after he went on so that they could carry the mission forward. It's a good point. I like it. I like it. And I think, um, yeah, there's there's one biblical example where who do the people say I am? And, and they're saying, John the Baptist. Some people say Elijah. Some people, you know, but then it seems like Peter, even though he was rambunctious and made all kinds of mistakes, he, he was the one that said, you, you, you are the Messiah, the Christ, right? And, uh, and so, but, uh, but I don't think they knew the depth of it, like you just said, Gus, until after he was dead and really understood, oh my yeah. goodness, this is that they, they, that what they were expecting from the Messiah was something different. And, they, and it is actually way bigger it's like um, they would have, uh, I can't remember who said this yesterday, uh, this week, it basically said they would have never killed Jesus. They would never crucify him if they knew what mistake that was going to be. I think that was in Julie's word, right? So right. It's like, <laughs> and the same thing's happening now. They decided to poison us and persecute us and be tyrants and try to take everything away to submit us. And it just did the opposite. It awoken his church, right? and back to the powerful church that knows it has authority. We have the authority in Christ, the believer's authority. And how exciting to, have, to know that we have that unleashed now. Amen. And you think back to the Egyptians when they were in, the Hebrews were slaves. The more they beat them, whooped them, all they did to them, they just kept growing bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger. So it's like when what the enemy means for our harm God turns around for our good. It's divine reversal. Always. I love it. Always. I love it. Well, can you believe we burn our hour and a half plus here already? What a beautiful time. We'll get into the bread of life next week. Don't miss that. Next Friday also we'll be doing a teaching um, this Sunday as well on uh, word and worship. That starts at 10 a.m. CST. So that's the next time we'll be on the air live is 10 a.m. CST for Sunday Word and Worship. 
But every Friday, Gus and I are together going through the book of John. So we'll be, we're in chapter six now, and we'll begin the depth of the yeah. bread of life next next week. I think you'll really love that. Be a good one. Yeah, so with that, we're uh, just uh, to see if we have anybody that would like to like to pray us out, or otherwise maybe, uh, maybe Gus will pray us I out. I would like to, okay. yeah, I yeah. would like to. Um, I just wanted to say along those lines what you guys were talking about, if you think of Jesus, he's loved. And it says, love hopes all things, love bears all things. So did he have faith in his disciples? I would say definitely yes. Because uh-huh. <laughs> he saw the end from the beginning in his imagination because he walked as a man. So he didn't see it as God. Mm-hmm. But can, can I say something? Sure. I think that Jesus knew of course he he knows he knows everything but he knew that they needed him most of all that's why he chose them he they needed him most of all he saw their hearts and he thought wow i'm gonna use them because they are really in need of me in a change in their lives right amen and I'd say the assortment of disciples kind of reflects a good picture of all of us mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or we can find ourselves in each one of the, one of the disciples or the other, I'm sure. Yeah. Doubting Thomas or Peter, the way he acted all the time. Or, the sons, so it's just, sons of thunder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or the zealot, Peter the zealot, and you got all kinds of different, I mean, Simon the zealot, yeah. They were real people, just real people like, yeah. like us. Amen. Just the fact of the diverse unity that he chose mm-hmm. just shows how we all should be unified. Yeah. And I think that's how, why he chose those individuals because he, they were each different. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. All right. Hey, Charlotte, if you wouldn't mind uh, wrapping us up with a prayer. We'd love it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity to come together to worship you and to study your word. Father, we ask that each one that watched, Lord God, that you would go with them and stir in their hearts the desire to know you more, that they would want to search your word out by themselves and spend time in prayer with you. You said in your word, deep calleth unto deep. So call them and let them call unto you that you might answer them as your word promises. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right. Hey, with that, guys, we just wanted to say thank you so much. We're looking so forward to doing this every Friday night with you. Again, Word and Worship will also be on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. for Sunday Word and Worship. And then uh, if you love the music, make sure you hit. We even play more music on Praise and Prayer uh, every Monday night and Thursday night after the show. starts around 6 p.m. CST. So love you guys so much. And we can't wait to just uh, continue to, to grow with you in Christ and be part of this great exodus, be part of this great harvest that we're about going into. Uh, make sure you visit blessedteach.com and go to the backstage tab. We'd love to have you back here on Zoom 
right? It's all free now. What used to be $17.76 a month is now completely free based on the pay forward model. I think you guys will really love being back here and backstage, being part of this ministry. And then we really congregate from a social media perspective and really chatting with each other and growing with each other and doing other Zoom groups that are different times during the week by going to neighborhood.social. So make sure you go to neighborhood.social is where you can really connect with other Christian patriots. And if you want to be part of this ministry, uh, that's where the uh, backstage uh, pass at blessedteach.com slash backstage. Love you all. And there's a link down below in the video for all this, by the way. God bless you guys. With that, uh, if you might mind unmuting and saying goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye, Love you guys. Shalom. 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 Love y'all. Sweet dreams. Yeah. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.